Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 478 from July 29th, 1997. A Tuesday night show with guests Motley Crue. The entire band, Tommy, Mick, Vince, and Nikki Six, all appear in the studio after the first break. Adam opens the show with a funny back and forth with Dr. John. He teases upcoming guests Rick Ocasek and the Goo Goo Dolls. Then Adam segues into the guys from the band living the rock star life and describes the somewhat opulent scene at the studio when he arrived, including the cars in the parking lot, stretch limo, alcohol, signed guitars, all the trappings of a 1980s rock band, and some choice drops of Donna Dierico, then wife of Nikki Six, are played to great effect thanks to engineer Mike Dooley. He's really earning his pay this night and further paving the way for the legend himself, the Liberace of the Potentiometers, Engineer Anderson, who will join the show in 1999 and redefine what the sound engineer and the drops mean to the show, at least for a little while. Once again, this is another lost tape. Nobody's heard this episode since 97. We don't even have fragments. This is the first full file and a very rare appearance of all band members. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One There's Well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Okay, listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes! Uh, no! I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. John filling in at the beginning part of this week for Dr. Drew. And tomorrow night will be the swinging pimp of doctors, <laughs> Dr. Marcel, Dr. Drew's plastic surgeon buddy. So, uh, if you have any calls uh, regarding that topic, oh boy, you're off to flying star tonight, John. Uh, feel free to call in tomorrow night. Now, Dr. John is a uh, very esteemed psychologist, so uh, tonight the, the calls will skew a little more towards psychology. Isn't that right? That's correct. But you know your way around uh, a vagina. Yeah, I would say so, So, clinically speaking. Yeah, naturally. Certainly, I've Whatever never been any means. pleasure derived from that no, area. of course not. Uh, so if you have any uh, questions, mostly regarding psychology, but uh, we might uh, take a stab at a medical question or two. Why not? All right, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Motley Crue is uh, in the studio tonight. They are just polishing off uh, some booze and some beer, and like good little rock stars, they will be in here in just a matter of moments. Tomorrow night, we'll have Rick Ocasek, who you know from the cars, and then the Goo Goo Dolls will be in here on Thursday. Um, you know, I got to say, a lot of people sort of uh, make fun of the rock star mentality or that, uh, or that world. As a psychologist, yeah. I'm sure you could uh, poke many holes in the uh, rock star lifestyle. But let me say something. Uh, I showed up tonight. There was a Rolls Royce parked in the parking lot. There was a Ferrari in the parking lot. There was a, uh, and, and not only a limo, but a stretch, stretch limo. Yes. Uh, there were uh, electric guitars all over the place uh, that were being signed. There were pictures laid out. There were stuffed animals. There were uh, 15 people here that uh, have no business being here. And the place, <laughs> was, uh, the place was buzzing a little bit. Did yeah, you notice that? A lot of energy. Yeah, normally, normally you come here and it's uh, morgue-esque. Uh, there's producer Ann uh, sitting uh, in the in in the room there, uh, giving the stink eye to engineer Mike, who's sitting there waiting to die. <laughs> Drew comes in here and announces uh, that he's frazzled, freaked out, and doesn't know if he'll be able to continue the show because he only slept for an hour and fifteen minutes the night before. Right. And there's a it's 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 a general morgue-like 
atmosphere in here. Uh, but tonight, it's carnival-esque. Tonight is different. It's yeah. exciting. Yes, all right. And uh, as much as you sort of look at that lifestyle and go, uh, <laughs> look at these guys. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, no, it's seriously. We'll find out. Well, all right. But you see guys walk around. they got the big hair. they got their girlfriends with the big boobs and the big hair, and everything's big and all that. And you kind of yeah. look at it, and you go, that's not very realistic. But when you kind of see it, you go, eh, where it's are you guys big. going after the show? <laughs> I want to hang with you guys. All right. Absolutely. All right. Uh, it's a natural attraction. Lily. Lily. Oh, boy. We're off to flying start. You're 16? Hmm. Okay. Um, first, I'd like to say I listen to your show all the time. Uh, all right, what, what were you listening to just then? Nothing. Okay. And, Adam, I think you have a really sexy voice. Thank you. <laughs> and um, I'd also like to say that I think you look a lot like Ben Stiller. And I think that Dr. Drew looks like, um, I, I'm a little nervous, like Rayman Zarek from The Doors. <laughs> a little bit. Rayman Zarek from The Doors. Oh yeah, I think uh, when, they do, when they do uh, Light My Fire, the Rayman Zarek story, they will have Dr. Drew as the star. Yeah, I see if he grew his hair out and put in with those wire rim glasses. Yeah. yeah. All right, Lily. Um, basically... If I don't have a boyfriend, I get really depressed, and I just cry about everything. Just the littlest things will set me off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You have a boyfriend so, now? No, I just broke up with one about two weeks ago. You broke up with him? Yeah. How what long you, were you going out with him? Um, about almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. Why'd you break up with him if you knew you were going to be so miserable? Uh, um, I don't know, because I just get sick of boyfriends really quick. All right. Um, cheer up. We're moving on. Uh, I, I don't know what we can do for you, Lily. This is a boring call. <laughs> really. Cheer up. That's my advice. It's well, all right. You're 16. You're a little moody. Yeah. You're a little fickle. Any molestation? Well, any abuse? depressed. All right. I mean, it's uh, not just with guys. Any, anything go on in the past that we need to know about, Lily? Um, no, not really. No. Lily, how, uh, you're, what else are you depressed about? I, I just, I just freak, about, freak out about everything, like my looks and... What people okay. think about me and all this. So a lot of insecurity. Yeah. All right. A lot of that's normal. And right? I don't know. I, sometimes I think about suicide a lot. but. No. Okay. I don't know. Now, are you in any counseling at all? Talking to anybody about these things? No. Okay. You ever think about doing that? Um, sort of, but I mean, I don't really have any way to do that. So. Well, how does she do that? Well, I think you can t contact somebody at your high school. Do you go to somebody in the community? I would check with a counselor or a teacher at your high school to, to uh, go in and talk with somebody either there or in a community agency. You go to school, Lily? Yeah. You get uh, all right grades? Um, yeah, C's and B's. See, uh, Lily, I think the depression is more widespread than just with boyfriends. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. can always hear it in people's voices. Just, yeah. Lily. It's difficult with Lily. She is. Yeah. All right. So, Lily, stop concentrating on the relationship aspect of your depression and look at your overall depression and talk to somebody about it. Right. But also, some of this is, Drew would say, God bless the Drew, it's age appropriate. Sure. It's no it's, 16, it is norm. It's a big roller coaster ride at Absolutely. 16. Uh, hormones going insane, especially with women. I mean, as a Absolutely. guy, the hormones are going insane. I can only imagine a woman with the cycling and all that stuff going on. What the hell? It's like some kind of a feud between the Hatfields and the McCoys all going on inside of their body. Okay, right. we no, think no, about I'm that for a second. Yeah, There's a lot going on inside of you biologically. 
Absolutely. Well, not just biologically. Now I'm just concentrating on dying at this point. I mean, I, my cells are dying rapidly. There's no doubt there's a lot of stuff right. going on during adolescence. All right. So talk to somebody. To sort that out. It's, uh, it's not That's a crime. Right. It's Kevin. Normal. Um, yeah, um, I was, um, since I was 12 years old, I've been masturbating um, every day, and I'm 17 now. And it's like when I have sex with my um, girlfriend... You know, Let me do some quick math here. So you're uh, you're about seventeen thousand five hundred some odd times there. <laughs> about yeah. Uh, actually, seventeen hundred, I think. Well, it's been like every day. Mm-hmm. And it's like when I have sex with my girlfriend mm -hmm. after her pleasure's done, and it's like I gotta go home and masturbate again. I mean, it just doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering um, if it had any effect on me, you know, my testicles or like my organs or anything like that. Well, are, do you reach orgasm with your girlfriend? No. Can you maintain an erection? Oh, yes, yes. But you don't have an orgasm have with an your orgasm. girlfriend. No, I mean, it just doesn't feel like right or the same. Well, you started, you've been doing this one thing for like five years, right? Um, yeah. So your penis has been trained, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And yeah. you're going to have to wean your penis off yourself and onto your girlfriend. Yeah, it, it's sad, but it's true. Guy, you get used the, to a certain sensation. Yeah, I know you're. You tell me you're joking. It's. <laughs> well, I'm not joking. It's not, it's not the penis. It's a mental process. Well, uh, so absolutely, absolutely not. not. Kevin's got a mental thought process going on that the only way you can get off is by masturbating. Uh, so well, I beg to differ. Doc. Well, I think I think it's a cognitive process that's going on. Well, here's the problem with all you shrinks. You think you're experts on masturbation. Nope. No, you really know, want to know about masturbation, you take it to the streets, you talk to a sage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a uh, street the, masturbator the penis poet. penis has been trained. I like that thought. The penis has been trained. Well, <laughs> here's what I want to say to you, Kevin. Yeah. And uh, Dr. John. All right, I'm listening. When you masturbate, it is a certain sensation, physically, that you experience. There's also an emotional thing that goes with it, but uh, there's both. Okay. Cognitive. He thinks the only way he can get off is by masturbation. He needs to experiment with his girlfriend, try different options, have her oh, I do, I touch do. him, Kevin, and try different yeah. options. I've never given this advice to another human being uh, thus far in my 33 years, but do you think you could pretend her vagina is your hand? <laughs> I know um, this, uh, I know this uh, sounds a little retarded, but just go with me on this one. Uh, might that help? <laughs> her leg could be her arm, uh, and that's about as far as I've gotten with it. I guess her knee would become her elbow at that point. Oh, I have no idea. I didn't try that. All right. Yeah. See what you can do. <laughs> put, Good luck. Put like a glove down there or something and see what happens. <laughs> All right, Kevin, here's what you should do. All right. I command you to stop masturbating. I know, but it's like an everyday thing, man. Like, I got to do it. All right. See if you can uh, restrain yourself for just a few days and then go see your girlfriend and try to uh, try to focus a little. Yeah, but see, you know, I smoke pot like every day a lot. And it's like when I do that, I just get horny all the time and I have to do it. Okay, we'll, st right, we'll take it back a step then. Uh, stop smoking Start the pot, pot every day. Uh, hence, trying. I just got out of rehab, man, and it's been tough. <laughs> <laughs> what were you rehabbing for? Um, well, I got caught dealing and... So they gave me a piss test. So they just decided to send me there. Now, how long like, were you there? Like three weeks. Oh. Okay. So and it, so you're continuing to use. Yeah, I'm. I'm still doing both. <laughs> yeah. Are you involved in any MA programs, Marijuana Anonymous, twelve-step um, no. programs? They wanted to do some um, when I got out, but I just told them no. I don't want to do it. Well. Wow. All right, Kevin. Ready. Yeah. You're on. Uh, you're on the road to hell. 
you're masturbating uh, like a uh, ferret on a triple latte, and you're smoking more reefer than uh, Bob Marley's uh, horn section. You understand? And you're only 17 years old. Yeah, I know. All right, you understand what's going on. I know, but like the reefer brings in a lot of money. Uh, too. All right, Kevin, stop dealing and, and get yourself a life. Stop the reefer, and then the uh, masturbation will will cease. Well, at least temporarily. Uh-huh. All right, but you know what you got to do. So either you do it yourself or you get yourself involved with a program that's going to facilitate that, like uh, Marijuana Anonymous or... I know that M could stand for almost anything, and uh, Kevin would work fine. (laughs) (laughs) No problems there. Cat, 15. Hi. Hey. Um, I'm like a dancer and a cheerleader at my high school, and I have a lot of friends, and I'm pretty popular, and I've never had a boyfriend, and I've never even had a guy like me as far as I'm concerned. I was wondering if I'm like the demented one in this situation, or like, what's up? No, I think it's society. No, I'm going with you. I've changed my mind. <laughs> At first, I thought it was everyone else in society, and now I'm, now I'm turning my focus on you, Kat. So, Kat, you've never had a relationship, never had a boyfriend? Mm-mm, not at all. All right, and you're 15. Is this abnormal? Um, I don't know. I mean, all of my friends have, I mean, they're, like, dating, like, graduated seniors, and they've been going out for, like, months. No, they're all going to be uh, pregnant and toothless within the year. Cat. <laughs> yeah. Cat, I know it sounds like you're missing out on something, but all you're missing out on is um, um, crabs and uh, your ass being used as a beer coaster <laughs> in the back of some guy's uh, smelly uh, customized van. Uh, this is a blessing, Cat. <laughs> Believe me, uh, whenever, you, whenever you hear these supermodels interviewed or these uh, hot Hollywood starlets, what do they say, Dr. John, about their high school experience? That it was uh, horrible. That's right. Relationships. No dates. No dates. Uh, boys were, made fun of them. Right. All right. Or they were objectified. Yes, they were uh, looked yeah, at as objects. Time, just as sex objects. That's it. Oh, God forbid someone should look <laughs> at me that way just once. <laughs> so, Kat, you're only 15. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If by the time you're 17 this hasn't changed, call us back. Okay. For now, we'll just, just keep doing what you're doing. You're fine. Okay. It's no problem. You're 15 years old. Okay. All right. All right. And start hanging out with losers. Now, don't nice. hang out with people that get tons of dates. Why torture yourself? That, <laughs> hang out with the, that is my advice. Nerds. <clears throat> Let's get all the losers together in one spot so they don't have to have it rubbed cat. in their face. Right. <laughs> you could be king of the queen of the losers. <laughs> oh, listen, I never had a date. Did you do any dating in, in uh, high school, John? Well, you know, at that, at that fabulous high school we went to, dating was not uh, uh, a happening thing. We went out in groups and... Uh, did they have, uh, but uh, did they have mixers or anything? No, we hung out with, uh, we we had parties. We hung out with other high schools. Um, Doctor John went around. to high school, the uh, Little Lord Fauntleroy School for um, uh, albino hemophiliacs. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. Where uh, they had That's their, <laughs> they had two ascots. They had casual and uh, formal. <laughs> did you wear uniforms? Seriously. Uh, the uh, girls did. Oh, the that's good. Yeah, it was very sexy. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, was, but yeah. did you have some sort of code? There was uh, a code. Yeah, I had a uh, button-down. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, no, uh, no beer T-shirts and no, you know, slaps and no jeans. Oh, really? Yeah, no jeans. See, my high you school. Know, every they, Friday coat and tie. Friday was coat and tie day. Yeah. 
And, uh, Blue uniforms for the girls. What did they have at the uh, Cordon Bleu? I mean, the cafeteria. <laughs> did they? Uh, was it caviar and pate? No. Uh, did was there wine tasting? You're gonna love this. It was a uh, lunch truck. And so you had burritos and uh, really, yeah, just. Crap. You guys didn't just break off into a discussion groups with high back chairs and no, smoke Fridays cigars and talk the about the government. The silver came out on Fridays, but uh, with the, no, this, it was a lunch truck. We had the lunch truck and great food. Burritos. Did, did they groom you guys in terms of etiquette and that sort of thing too? Uh, you know, uh, like well, a little bit of a finishing school. Yeah, that was in elementary. You know, we did uh, by, by high school. You I know, mean, this is this that. is the salad fork. I never understood that. But Which they did try to teach you that. Yeah, they did. Oh, they for did. Christ's you sake. Know, I, uh, you know, my school uniform over at North Hollywood High was a pair of uh, tough skin cords, PF flyers, and a Macon Bacon T-shirt. That's where the uh, two pigs, <laughs> the animated sounds, were getting oh, it on. That's yeah, wonderful. And a uh, hat fashioned out of uh, Budweiser cans. Oh, so very, it was very a, stylish. a little different background we come from. <laughs> Are your parents disappointed that all, all you turn out to be is a psychologist? Shrek, no, no, no. <laughs> and all that money for schooling and everything? <laughs> I mean, look at Drew. Why it's could a you doctor. be a real doctor? Like Drew. <laughs> well, that's what I'm, uh, you know. They always say that to me. Thank God, you. If only you were like Drew. Thank you. Thank you for saying it. I didn't want to have to say it. <laughs> okay, good. Sure. Marie. Hi, I have a question on behalf of my husband. <laughs> all right, you're 35. I'm 35. Um, he is having problems making love to me because he feels he's inadequate and has a small penis and he was told this by other women in his life in fact one apparently said asked him if she could have other relationships with other men because she had an extraordinary long vaginal canal and he just couldn't satisfy her so mm -hmm. it's sort of yeah. a previous uh, um, history that he's had and it's six inches and I say it's fine and he says I'm lying to him because I love him and I'm just kind Mm -hmm. And I know he listens to your show at night on the air, and I wanted to find out if... Where is he at right now? He's working. Uh-huh. Where does he work? Oh, I can't say that because I'll be hung. <laughs> I'll be All right. killed. Uh, yeah, he'll kill you. Yeah. Because uh, from uh, from from that point on, it's uh, you know every every call in the uh, you know in the warehouse on the intercom. Uh, hey, uh, uh, could small penis Larry head into the foreman's office? <laughs> All right, he'd kill you. So here's the situation. It is five. I believe it is like five point two inches <laughs> erect. Correct. The normal size erect male. Penis, 5.2 inches, wow. which is under, I mean, it's, it's, it's 5 inches. It's 3, you know, 5 and 3 sixteenths right. or something like that. It's not even a, an eighth of an inch. Although, you know, my suspicion is, uh, Dr. John, the guy who did all the testing, 5.3. That's, that's what I'm guessing. So it's 5.2 erect, and it's uh, like, uh, I don't know, 3 and change flaccid. So if this guy's 6, you know, he's throwing off the curve. Right. I've and he's probably just had some very mean women in his past. Yeah. Marie, I've got I've got two two points. One is erection has been dubbed the great male equalizer. The penis comes out to be the same size when erect. Uh, okay. Uh, you don't you don't watch as much porn as I do, but uh, <laughs> I've actually held my penis up next to the, the set. So and secondly, and even with the fourteen inch uh, set, on, it's I'm still I'm smaller. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Secondly, Marie. This is a mental process that you and your husband have to deal with. And as you work out your sexual relations and work on ways to improve your sex together, this could change for your husband. Does that make sense? 
Well, the sex in every other regard is absolutely incredible. I mean, he couldn't be a better lover. Well, wait a minute. Marie, you're 35, right? Right. Lord knows you've uh, seen a penis That's what I tried to or two in your day. <laughs> Probably right. miles and miles of lineal penises. I mean, if they could stack those penis, uh, ball the head... It'd probably reach from uh, here yeah. to uh, Amsterdam. The Marie's. The issue is I know, but I, I just want to know from Maria's standpoint, uh, being such a penis expert, <laughs> where does this penis fall in, in terms of size? As far as I'm concerned, it's medium. And I've R tried to explain it. Right. It's medium to me. Right. You've seen big, you've seen small, and this is somewhere in between. Right. And he, he says I'm lying to him. Okay. Well, he oh, has well. a problem that Absolutely. is much bigger than a small penis. <laughs> you understand? Is there any literature that actually has penis size? No, no, no. no wait, so you're, you're going, going the wrong direction. What Adam's saying. Oh, really? You've got to listen to this. Drew never said that before. I'm <laughs> shocked. Well, you've said one thing. You guys are, are wrestling over the size of this guy's penis, yeah, and it couldn't no be difference. farther from the point. Right. Absolutely. It's really his own insecurities that you should be talking about. So you can go out and get um, um, uh, Not oh, Without My magazines. Penis by uh, Dr. Right. J. Fielding. You can get the, uh, you know, uh, the penis you love, the penis you hate by, <laughs> by well, some other doctor. Yeah, oh, really, I we should, should write that. All right. Uh, right after the show, we'll pen <laughs> that. Uh, you could go out and get, like, uh, a, uh, you know, uh, a penis mascot to come by the house and try to cheer him up. Well, why couldn't you just use my penis? You could even use my penis. It wouldn't work, Marie. He is an insecure guy. Focus on that. Okay. Oh, please. I've never heard such nonsense in my whole life. His, his uh, old girlfriend said she oh, had an abnormally though. deep vaginal oh. canal. What the hell does that mean? Oh. But it, it's a horrible process. Guys go through that all the time, dealing with the size of their penis. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't have a problem with my penis. I, uh, I, I don't have a problem. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, because I realize that women don't really care. The minute you think that a well, woman really cares about the size of a penis, uh, you are in a world of hurt as right. a guy with a medium yeah, or small absolutely. penis. Well. Am I right? Yeah, I, I would think so. And also, penis, when the penis becomes the focus of the sexual right. activity, you're in trouble. Right. I couldn't help but look at your fingers when you did that focus uh, gesture yeah, with your yeah. hand. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're doing all right there, right? I don't know. Okay. Um, right, that's what I, that's right. what I figured. <laughs> All right, that's why. See, guys who have big penises are very sympathetic toward uh, those of us who don't. All right, uh, when we come back, uh, the <laughs> was that Donna Dierica? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, the uh, the keepers of Donna Dierica, as, as well as many other beautiful blonde starlets uh, throughout the years, Motley Crue will be in here right after this. From the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave comes television's next great groundbreaking drama. I'm trying to find out who killed our son. One crime will affect so many lives. You need to be the voice for people who do not have a voice. American Crime. Series premiere Thursday, March 5th at 10, 9 central on ABC. And experience the weekly American Crime podcast hosted by Elvis Mitchell with an inside look at each episode. Subscribe now at podcast1.com slash American Crime. Did you ever wonder what happened to Pauly Shore? Yes! Well, now he's doing something called the Pauly Shore Podcast Show. Try and experience what I'm about to chirp in your lobes, okay, cool? It's a podcast that's the Pauly Shore Show. So the name is the Pauly Shore Podcast Show. And this is where I sit once in a while just to, uh... The Pauly Shore Podcast Show. Man, this is where it goes down. Download a new episode every week right here at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com. It's awesome.
It is Love Line, phone number 1-800-LFEE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is not Dr. Drew. He is Dr. John. Dr. Drew is taking one of his many vacations from the show. Oh, he works 10 hours a week on this show, and it's a grind. I, uh, I guess it speaks volumes about me. Uh, Tommy, Mick, Ooh. Vince, and Nikki are all here from uh, Motley Crue. Welcome. Sorry, dude. We were Thank talking you. about Newtons over here. <clears throat> what kind of Newtons? Sex show. It's, a, a show. It's, it's all the same online. Oh, it's a new generation uh, now, new guys. Generation it's, uh, they're, uh, they're, it's, uh, first off, I want to thank the entire band for making uh, some of the best uh, strip club music ever uh, put down on a CD. Uh, uh, just, uh, I, I'm guessing strip clubs, if they're smart, are still playing it. I, I've been out, of the, uh, been out of the loop for a little while. Everyone that I've been in is still playing it. Yeah. And still loving it. Uh, did you guys, uh, was that it? <laughs> and I'm still loving it. I mean, this is, uh, I don't know if you guys... It a tear to my eye. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you get compensated for that at all. I don't know if there's any sound scan or uh, well, we anything like that. we get compensated, but... Yeah. yeah, I'm not talking about what you get in the parking lot. I, I meant uh, at the mailbox. <laughs> all right, uh, Generation Swine is the name of the CD, just out uh, on the 24th. Is yep. that what it was? Last, last month, yeah. And uh, doing real good? Yeah, it's really doing good. And you guys have been on a uh, whirlwind uh, publicity tour. Yeah. Doing uh, Regis, Kathy Lee, uh, Stern Show. Leno. <laughs> Leno. Oh, you did uh, Letterman. You did that uh, live thing out. In, on the uh, street, yeah. yeah. You see that? Why does it sound yeah. like this? Hello? <laughs> Engineer Mike, what's going on with uh, these mics? Get me out of the can. Help, I'm in the trash can. Come in, Berlin. <laughs> we are, uh, this is Westwood 2. Uh, many people are under the impression it's called Westwood 1, but I've uh. downgraded it to Westwood 2, world, uh, home of the world's tallest mic stands and the world's lowest chairs, making all our guests feel at home. And before, uh, we've uh, last time, let's see, uh, yeah. When Nikki was in here, uh, Nikki, when were you and Donna in here uh, last? Uh, About six months? Maybe more, wasn't it? Like a year or <sighs> nine months. Oh, nine months. I miss that woman. Uh, there was uh, quite a thing going on in the yeah, studio. You were, she was wild, huh? She absolutely was. Remember that? Remember that little... What do you mean, little? Are you <laughs> kidding? <laughs> uh, it was more than a winger. Yeah, it was. You were a happy man then. I certainly was. Uh, Drew and I were like a, it was like we we're back in junior high watching our big brother <laughs> cop a feel in, in the, in the backseat of the car while we were like <laughs> sitting in front uh, touching ourselves. But uh, I want to play, Engineer Mike, do you have, uh, because uh, Donna... Donna had a couple of glasses of Chardonnay. A couple of bottles. That, uh, <laughs> well, I'm being kind. And uh, she, uh, you guys cut, cut a breaker for us, and uh, we've been having fun with it ever oh, since. Man. Do you have that, Mike? Hey, this is Nikki Six from Motley Crue. And this is Donna Yeriko from Baywatch. <laughs> and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla. And Dr. Drew. Ooh. See, now, I always thought it was Donna D'Erica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, no. I didn't know there was three E's and a U at the uh, front of her name. Uh, can she hear it out in the hallway? Oh, right she's turning pink uh, oh, behind the baby. glass there. <laughs> hey, we had fun, huh? <laughs> yes, hey, anytime uh, there's booze flowing and uh, tops coming uh, up over the head, uh, we're having a good time here on Loveline. All right, so oh, what do you want to do? Do you want to, uh, you guys are, you want to play something from the CD? And uh, then come back and talk about uh, going to Japan and Europe and all that I stuff. I want to talk or? to all your sick fans. Oh, we got them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry. And actually, uh, I just farted in my leather pants, and I want to see how long it takes for it to actually come out. 
<laughs> that's that's what I'm really. Right, well, yeah, there, there's a clock behind so you, bro, and I'll keep an eye on it's it. It's still you. not out yet. I'm waiting. Oh, you're when, all when class. You, when you uh, <laughs> when you smell it, will you raise your hand, yeah. and I'll be timing you there. Okay. Come Second. down your sock. Ten seconds. <laughs> all right, we are going to uh, engineer Mike. Why don't we hear something off the uh, Generation Swine CD, and you can come in here and see if we can't work out uh, Vince's mic. It's better now. Oh, it is. Yeah, way better. Hit, hit random. Any song will do. God Thank you, you. Uh, engineer Mike. Do you guys have? A song you want to play? You pick it. Hey, what is that? What pick is it, the one? Remember, bro. What is the one on the? Uh, that is confidence. Little does uh, the listeners know we discussed it in uh, in in brutal detail. Which number? And he's holding up a big sign no, like a, like an indie pit crew right now. Number three. That, that, number three is it. That's how we feel about the record, man. Every every track we we really really put a lot of effort into Hush. it. You want to hear that? What did we hear on? Uh, what did I see on MTV like uh, a week ago? I, I saw the end of a um, video the that parade. you guys did where you're in that big... Uh, afraid. We're playing under her dress. Yeah. yeah. With Larry Flint. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. afraid. The yeah. Lair man was there. Oh, really? Yeah. You want to hear that one? Nah. We've heard it. Okay. You've heard it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I thought... Let's, let's go to another one. Pick, that was pick, a cool video. Pick, pick a title that looks interesting to you. All right. Well, why don't we hear the uh, title track, Generation Swine? All right. That'll do. Right. All right. Here it is. Right. Oh, that's women. Right. Oh, Engineer Mike doesn't have the CD? <laughs> he's, he's freaking... Oh, 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 sorry. Oh. oh, Jesus Christ, they got 40 guitars in here, a bunch of stuffed <laughs> pigs, and no, not another CD? What the hell kind of outfit is this? It's uh, track number four. All right, here it is. Generation Swine off of Generation Swine. Yeah. <laughs> Swine off of Generation Swine from Mount Motley Crue. Uh, is that your eighth CD? Uh, is it, yeah, it's eight. It's eight. Yeah. This mic sucks. I thought it was nine. Uh, we'll we'll uh, do something about it during the break. So uh, Motley Crue's back. Uh, Vince, uh, you've been gone for uh, five years. You guys have buried the hatchet. Everything's cool. Well, we tried to bury the hatchet, and that's what got any, us in any trouble in the first place. How old were you guys <laughs> when you uh, when you met? Well, me and Tommy went to high school together, so uh, we've been friends since we were like 16. Yeah. Did uh, you go to high school out here? Yeah, out in uh, uh, Covina. Oh, okay. San Gabriel Valley. And uh, Mick and uh, Nikki? Um, well, I was 21 or 22 when the band started. I think Tommy was 17. Yeah. And uh, things, I mean, things really took off like mm, mid-80s. I mean, okay. I know you guys had, a, had an album out in like 82. Oh, the, uh, you know, the thing about Motley is, um, you know, we were all, um, you know, playing in different bands and stuff around Los Angeles. And uh, from the very first gig, it was, it was mayhem. <coughs> we, we opened for this band called Y&T, and uh, there was 600 people there. Which is a big deal. For Wait, was Wine Tea yesterday and today? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> and then oh, it was yeah. crazy. So over two <laughs> nights, we played to 1,200 people. And the very next gig, it was like 1,200 people worth of gig. And the next gig was 2,400 people. Within, I think, uh, about a month, we were, uh, or, two, or a couple months, we were already selling out like, you know, mega numbers of, of club dates. And then we started playing. Uh, Santa Monica Civic. Santa Monica Civic, Glendale Civic. And is this before the first album came out? Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. no record deal. And it was uh, it was like the Circle Jerks, Motley Crue, Fear, <laughs> yeah. the Go-Go's, 
We, we were like the we we stuck right out. We did not fit, which is you know probably what worked for us. Yeah, and uh, let me say, uh, Motley Crue uh, first guys with the uh, tattoos and the uh, and the piercings. Uh, they uh, definitely pioneered the uh, sleeve look. So uh, give them their due. They're uh, they're not just all jumping on board. All right, uh, we've uh, successfully taken no calls in the first break, but uh, that's fine. Let the teenagers kill themselves. We have Motley Crue here. <laughs> oh, dude, that's a lawsuit to talk to. Uh, when we come back, I, I promise some uh, calls and uh, more with the crew after this. From the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave comes television's most extraordinary new dramatic series. Starting Thursday, March 5th, watch American Crime live at 10, 9 central on ABC. Then tune into the American Crime podcast hosted by me, Elvis Mitchell. Each week we'll have a candid conversation with show creator John Ridley, plus show talent, character storylines, and more. Go to podcastone.com slash American Crime to subscribe now. Back with Tommy, Mick, Vince, and Nikki. They are Motley Crew, and uh, they are back. Yes, indeed, everybody. Uh, going out, uh, starting a. I mean, you guys did a uh, small, smallish uh, national tour for the release of uh, the CD, right? No, no. no well, actually, I mean, it, it was like a signing thing, right? Well, no. What what it was is before the album came out, we did uh, listening parties. Right. So instead of going and playing our our CD for people. We actually played the CD live, mm-hmm. and then we threw in a couple of, of older tunes, you know, for the people. But so it was kind of just like a promotional thing. We only did ten cities, and uh, you'll go out then to Japan and Europe uh, coming up like the middle of next month, and then the uh, U.S. tour will start after that. No, no Europe yet. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, no Europe. No well, yet. Well, not yet. You know, we do uh, Japan, then we come back and we start uh, rehearsing for the U.S. tour. And get that thing going because it's going to be pretty rad, and that starts beginning of October. Now, when you uh, this sounds like a dumb question, but probably yes. When you get in, <laughs> where'd you guys get your name, man? <laughs> when you start playing the old stuff, does that just come uh, come right away, or does that take as much uh, rehearsal as uh, doing the new cuts? We don't even rehearse the old no. stuff. We just all know it. We're like, look, what do you guys want to play tonight? Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do this, do that, do that. Yeah, we just do it. So basically, it's uh, Generation Swine rehearsals that'll be going on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, which is really already weird. rehearsed, really. I mean, you know, yeah, all, yeah. All, all the, that whole album. We played the whole album from top to bottom, which um, you know we've never done before. I've I've never heard of anybody else doing it before. We went out, we started the show with Find Myself, and we ended with Brandon. Right, and uh, it was it was so cool doing <clears> that because you know you pace an album. Um, differently than you do a live concert, so it was really more of a listening. Right, you don't want right. two songs where the guys hold their lighters up uh, in a row. Yeah, no, no one's going to get hurt. Not live, but on, <laughs> but, on a, but on a record, you might you might do that. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Now, now, when you guys uh, pick the uh, pick the order here. Uh, did you do that intentionally? I mean, did you yeah. say I want I want an order on a CD that we can go out and play in a set and not not change it? No, it no. just turned out that way. We picked, yeah. I mean, actually, there there were points of playing the live show that uh, f- for us we're like uh, you know we're kind of full on all the time live, right? And uh, there was a there's a certain part of the of the album that it's a listening experience, but when we were playing it live. Uh, you could kind of feel that you know the band wanted to take off, right? You know, and maybe throw something like "Kickstart My Heart" in there, or whatever. But we just we stuck to the album, and it was it was cool, man, because people were really listening to it. 
All right, let's get to the phones. <laughs> He's uh, whatever, yeah, whatever. Right. No, whatever. I'm not doing Okay, one. sure, thank you. <laughs> Please, guys. <laughs> got Please, guys. Here. <laughs> Stan, 23, you're on with Miley Crow. Yeah, um, I've been struggling with something for the past couple of years. Um, you know, I love women and all, um, but I don't know, I guess the past five years or so, I, I've been finding that I've been attracted to the guy, to guys and stuff, but the the act of physical intimacy with another guy like disgusts me. And I was wondering, I don't know. I know this isn't normal, but what does this mean to me? Who do you masturbate to most? Um, uh, Pamela or Tommy? I, I think this is <laughs> this, this is a question for Tommy. This is the litmus test. Do you want to know? <laughs> uh, well, when I whack off, yeah. I mean, it's it's to a woman, you know. But every once in a while, a guy pops in there. But to tell you the truth, it's like a, a big turnoff for me. Did he just walk by, or? Yeah, when he pops in. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean by pops in? Well, you know, a, a, a guy will like come into my head as far as I don't know being the uh, the receiver of my love. Love. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest with you, it's like, ooh, why did that happen? But, you know, I find myself, you know, as much as I hate to admit this, um, checking out other guys, looking at another guy and saying, oh, he's cute. But when, I, when, I, when it comes down to it and I say, you know. Hyman is still intact. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, when it, here's my theory on Stan. Stan probably uh, would like to experiment physically with guys, but he probably comes from uh, an environment in a situation where that was frowned on pretty heavily. Is that true, Stan? You have, yeah, like, a I'm religious anti- family? Pretty anti-gay and, like, gay bashing and all that stuff. I, I, I'd, have to, I'd have to admit that. Okay. So you're, uh, you know, meaning biologically... And you uh, jump in if you think I'm uh, off here, John. I will. But, uh, <laughs> right, uh, I will. Hold on. A- Engineer Mike, uh, shut John's mic off, please. I don't want him jumping in. I've, I've rethought that. Biologically. Yeah, just pop in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Biologically, I mean, if you were, if you were uh, raised on a, like a kibbutz or something or uh, had hippie parents, you may have, uh, you know, uh, taken up with uh, a man uh, years ago. But you had the kind of environment that wouldn't let you do that. But now that part of you. Uh, there's a gay man trapped inside of you, dying to get out. That's well, what I think, Stan. Well, I mean, it, it all goes back to the argument. Is it environmental or is it biological? Right. I think you got a little of the biology working on you, but the uh, environment is holding you back. So you think I'm struggling with perhaps my sexuality? Well, that's kind of what it sounds like uh, well, for my... No All right, hold on. We can turn his mic on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if he's just... Hear what Mike has to say. Maybe he's just uh, bisexually into both well you know that's yeah, i mean that's what what's your sexual orientation i mean well, how do you I, view yourself are you hetero i'm totally hetero okay you know it, you know like i said so, i find guys attractive but the act of like physical what's all right so guys. that's the concern you find guys attractive but sexually you're heterosexual yes okay what's the problem um what do you, that, what do you that, struggle with? That's a really with? good question. Yeah, uh, but I, shouldn't you be humping whoever you're most attracted to? I mean, that's uh, long been a motto of mine. So, well, well, he's not yeah, saying he's I not... I don't know. Maybe moral issues as far, I mean... I, I but you're attracted to women. Oh, yes. Okay. I'd have to say, you know, more so. I lean towards women. And right, sexually I, active with women. Yes. Okay. I think Stan is a six-pack away <laughs> from a blowjob. I, 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 I really do. I mean, let's be serious, guys. I think he is. I think he's ready to uh, cross over. Is there a homosexual, oh. heterosexual? What's that? 
that's what well, it's, a, it's, it's a dual. It's a guy who it's a like it's a, a, bisexual. a bisexual. It's a, bisexual. Well, no, not really, because you you don't want to do it, but you're a homo with, but you're a hetero. Right. Oh, I see. But you're not you're bisexual. You're, you're scared. Right. Yeah. Your closet. Right. Or you could Petra. experiment. <laughs> right. That's why I think you're saying it. So he, he's well, I, I could see your point if, if, if maybe I, I wanted to to experiment, you know, on the physical side with males, but it, it, it's not like that at all. All right, Stan. Uh, am I wrong? All right, you, you're going to have to sort this one out. We have a, a team of, uh, of uh, devout heterosexuals here that are thoroughly <laughs> perplexed by your problem. You're, you really come to the wrong place. <laughs> I perplex myself. Uh, so, Stan, here's what you should do. Uh, take it slow. Um, think it out a little bit, but uh, you know, don't let your family hold you back. If this is something you want to try, go ahead and give it a try. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Enjoy. Thanks. Yeah, I think speaking for the band, I think I can speak for you guys. We have no answers for that at all. No, it's uh. a very. Uh, it's a. It's not Depeche Mode uh, we're yeah. talking to here. This is a very heterosexual no group of guys. As a matter of fact, they're so heterosexual that it makes me a little suspicious. Oh, <laughs> See, I'm, I'm secure enough in my masculinity not to date blonde supermodels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm secure enough in my heterosexuality to date fat, dumpy chicks. It's, it, it's a cover-up. Yes, right. yes. It's a big cover-up. They call that compensation, don't they, uh, John? I would think yes. so. Steve, 18. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Um, all right, here's the deal. Okay, I was, I've been with this girl for two years. Uh, for about the first year, everything was cool. Then we broke up. We had some problems. We broke up. She messed around with another guy. Uh, got her through everything. We got back together. After that, it kind of sucked. I, I kind of wanted to get back at her. Eventually, I did. Then we kind of got back together again. But And then it's kind of just been we fought a lot. Okay, and then lately i went to a party was drinking all right i'm tired of this guy it's too much history <laughs> too much history i'm confused already yeah but oh. i'm just getting to the good part uh, well we'll get back to steve i i can't digest all that information <laughs> paula 35 hey, the, hey. the guy's 18 for christ's sake he's had a life like roman polanski he's 18 years old I know. anyhow hi everybody hello hi. i have so much to say about penises you cannot believe it uh, I wanted to talk about that woman that called with the husband that was concerned about his penis. Right, right. You guys weren't in uh, the oh. studio for that call, but a woman called uh, claimed the husband had been chastised by other girlfriends about his small penis. Right. Right. And, and, and the thing is, if a penis is too big, you're going to gag and vomit. You can't put it in your mouth, and it hurts. And if it's little and fat, it's good. Uh-huh. So I think people, men should quit worrying about their penises. Right. So you'd rather have, uh, let's say, the uh, sterno can <laughs> rather than the Chico stick. Well, you know what? A big penis is real exciting. It's like a big breast. You want to touch it. You want to play with it. But in the end, it's what they do with it. Right? Uh, now, woman no. could pretty much just lie there like a corpse if she had big breasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd still really be into it. Oh, yes. But i got to tell you, men with big penises usually don't know what to do with them, and they usually poke it in the wrong place and hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope right. the first she, listeners listening to this. She, she doesn't mean the eye, <laughs> right? I, yeah. just, I think men should mellow out about it because it's more what they do with you. Well, it's really nothing you can do about it if you're uh, if it's too small anyway. So uh, well, exactly. just live with it. So do well, I guess you can. There is that new operation the Japanese are doing. Yeah, they. Yeah, but then your fat leaks out, and that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah I, she's a professional on this, yeah. isn't she? I know penises. She's a professional penis. It's uh, know your penis. It <laughs> is. It is best not to monkey with the penis surgically. I mean, I, I agree. So. 
But I just wanted to help out all those little men out there and let them know that they're probably preferable. And I was hoping that maybe one of these days you have a love line for women that are over 35 that are having saggy breasts and wrinkles. Uh, yeah, we're working on that right now. That'd be great. Okay. Uh, Paul, we're going to put you on hold. We're going to take your phone number, and we're going to get that show uh, off the ground, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. All right. Uh, phone screeners, I was kidding. Hang up on her, please. Oh, that'd be a horrible show. Could you imagine? <laughs> Four people tune in. <laughs> I want younger, uh, more nubile callers, as it is. All right, uh, got to go to break again. Motley Crue is here. We'll be back uh, with more of them, more me, more John after this. <laughs> Blinds galore, baby. Cool your home, man. You want to talk about it. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are, I'm sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh, yeah, turn the air down a little. Anyway, it, the, the sun's just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. Think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun if it had blinds all the way around well that's the same thing with your house and then also everything gets bleached out the fabric gets bleached out the you get bleached out the carpet gets bleached out blindsgalore.com quality custom built blinds and shades made just for you we use them here use them there it's the kind of thing you get once and you use it for the next 25 years so let's get going free samples free shipping free design advice and uh real easy and you save money over the big box stores. Blinds Galore. They really do have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know that uh, they are proud sponsors and that you heard it here. BlindsGalore.com. All right. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. I'll, uh, I'll get to that during our uh, little 10-second break here, uh, Nikki. Motley Crue is here. Generation Swine is the name of the CD. It is out. If you haven't already got it, you should go get it. We're going to hear more off it as the night wears on, and we'll be back with more Loveline in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. 98 KUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. Yeah. All right. Uh, Motley Crew is uh, here. Thought we were uh, going to a long commercial break. We're here there. to cure your problems. And uh, we certainly are. 1 800 L O V E 191. Fax number 310 But, you know, uh, you guys have been through uh, your share of uh, trials and tribulations. Yeah, we've but, been through everybody's share, dude. <laughs> but everybody, uh, everyone's in one piece. Yeah. I don't know how. It's a, Someone's looking out for us, huh? And uh, I don't know who. I don't know. I mean, God, <laughs> sir, I don't know whether to look up or look down, you know, but <laughs> yeah. whatever, it's all good. <laughs> all right. Uh, Motley Cruz here, Generation Swine is the name of the CD, and it's back to the phones. We go. Eliza. Eliza? Yep. Which one? Eliza. Eliza, you're 15. Yep. Okay. Hello? Um, about a year ago, I was at a party, and this guy came, and I got really drunk. And he was 29, and he took advantage of me. And now whenever I try to be into almost. So uh, do you consider this rape? No. Why not? Because I was making out with them before that. Yeah, but, you know, uh, they have these rules. What city are you calling from? Fairbolt, Minnesota. Oh, oh it's Minnesota. 
Yeah. All right. All bets are off in uh, Minnesota. It's just <laughs> everyone get loaded and go ice fishing. Well, well, what do you mean by you You felt like you were taken advantage of? If you were making out with him and you were drunk, do you feel that he just was really aggressive and, and wouldn't take no for an answer? Or, you know, how, how far how far would you say you were taken advantage of? I just, I couldn't control myself. I didn't know what I was doing. You were having fun at the time, and then it got out of hand, right? Yeah. All right, but the guy was 29, for Christ's sake. Yeah, he should yeah. know better. All <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, and you know when 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 uh, come on, roll with it. Uh, when Motley Crue is passing judgment on a guy for his, uh, sexual indiscretions, right. you know he's crossed the line. You know, it, you know, I crossed the line when I said that. Everyone looked over me like, "What?" I know. Uh, all right, so uh, Eliza, you're not going to press any charges or anything like that. Okay. Uh, here's the deal. If I, I believe if you uh, feel that you were uh, taken advantage of, and obviously you were, you were loaded, you're 15, uh, this guy was 29. This is, uh, by the way, considered rape, uh, not only statutory rape, but if you're drunk, uh, it is in the, the woman, um, it's, I, I, I can't uh, tell you exactly what the rule is, but Drew said it many times, which is if a woman is inebriated and you have sex with her, uh, it could be considered rape. It, when, when which I always reply every time I got laid, like in the last 15 <laughs> years, it, technically, <laughs> in the eyes of the law, it's considered rape in this town. But you need to get some, uh, you need to get some uh, counseling, right, Doc? I would think so, definitely. Yeah, I mean, not also, one. I mean, the the thing that 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 strikes me is the coercion that was involved here. The fact that you, it seems like you were forced. And even though you were making out with him and going along with it, it seems like uh, with alcohol being involved, that it's a traumatic situation. And that's what you've got to deal with. And that's why I think you need to be talking to people about that uh, so you can work through that for other relationships. Eliza, mm -hmm. did anything happen before this? Not with this guy, but just in general? Um, with, at the same party? No. no. With older guys? Yeah, any maybe guys. any guys. Any guys. Um, do you mean was I a virgin? Yeah. No. No. And how how old were you when you lost that? Thirteen. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened there? I mean, did you, did you ever have any trouble in the past with the family, anything like that? No. No. Okay, but you did lose your virginity at thirteen. Yeah. Which um which is young by uh, most standards, yeah, an old really, maid in Minnesota, yeah. but here. <laughs> yeah. It that's is cons young. considered yeah. young. No, that's, that's really young. You know, anything that, that happens, you know, around the time that it happens, even up to maybe a year, you may think it's, um, it's going to be with you forever, but th this, this will pass in time. You know, you talk to some people, maybe get some help. Um, in a couple of years from now, it'll, it'll really seem like ancient history, and you'll, you'll, you'll be on to, you know, other things in your life. All right, Eliza. 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 <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. She's getting it from both ends now. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. All right. Get some counseling and uh, and use discretion. I mean, don't get loaded at uh, parties anymore. Okay. All right, but uh, d uh, Nikki's right. Don't let it don't let it haunt you because we get this all the time. People are victimized uh, once and then the victimization goes on their whole life. Uh, their dad gets hold of them, or a drunken Uncle Lou gets hold of them, or the neighbor kid gets hold of them when they're you know 12 years old, and that is a tragedy uh, tragedy in and of uh, of itself. But then, their whole life is now screwed because of this one incident. Yeah, you got to move on. Yeah, that but that's without talking about it either. If you keep, right. keep all that crap inside you, 
You know, I've Absolutely. always found that you really got to talk about it and get it all out and make sure it's all out before you can yeah. really get before going with you your life. Right. right. And it's painful to get it out, but it's better than a slow death, which is what happens uh, when you keep it bottled Absolutely. in. Sean. Yeah. Hey, you're 18. You're on with Motley Crow. Nice. Hey, Motley, I just want to tell you guys, you guys kick ass. I'm glad that you're back, Vince. I've been following you guys since the Too Fast for Love days, and... You guys are definitely it. Your new album kicks ass. Oh, wait a minute. If you're 18 now and you're following this since Too Fast for Love, and that was about 16 years ago, you were two. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, banging his head on the mobile that was hanging above his tray. <laughs> That's right, that's right. That's cool. Go. That's awesome. What Thanks. a nightmare. Uh, your two-year-old is in the Motley Crew. Ouch, <laughs> ouch. All right. I got my on the, the baby the monitor is cranked. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool, Sean. <laughs> What's up? Uh, much, man. I'm just listening to you guys. This is great. This is, I want, what I want to know is when you guys are coming to Salt Lake. <laughs> That that's on that schedule, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh everything's in November. It's either it's either Oct I, We just saw the tour dates. It's either October or November, bro. Somewhere oh, really? in there. You know what? I I think it is uh, towards <laughs> the uh, beginning of November because that whole West Coast thing happens. That's towards right. The, uh, the that's middle right. of of uh, November. Sean, November. You read, right? Yeah, I read. They got newspapers and stuff there. Yeah, they got newspapers. Okay. They don't carry the Metal Edge here anymore or anything, though. Yeah, but they'll have it listed in uh, all the local papers. Yeah. Where are you guys going to play, do you think, though? There's like a made, there's the Delta Center and then there's Saltaire, and I'm hoping That's, you guys are going to go to the Delta Center. That, but. It is the Delta Center. Oh, nice. I, I remember seeing that. Does, nice. it, does it sound good there? No, it doesn't sound very good. It's not, it's a... Perfect. It's all, <laughs> you guys will sound good anyways, but it's an all-seat place where you all got to sit down, but... Oh, that's a bummer. A place, so. <laughs> we'll, we'll change that. Well, bro, you got any sex problems or anything? No, there's plenty of girls here. As Axel Rose said, the best best looking women are found here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Right, but he says that in every town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, do you got any problems? Anything? No. Make up something. His and, problem is I hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> anything the rock and roll psychiatrist can help you with? I can just see Axel before he hits the stage. Uh, uh, slash, what city we in? Uh, slash. Oh, okay. Let me ask the tour manager. <laughs> what city we in? Uh, Detroit. Okay. Uh, I hear Detroit women are the best in the world. <laughs> totally. You guys know Slash, okay? Yeah, yeah. How's he doing? Does he know uh, where he is and stuff? <laughs> Does he know where he right, is? Right now, I doubt it. But. Okay, yeah, because uh, the streetlights are on. <laughs> yeah, uh, Slash is the nicest guy in the world, but uh, when we had Slash on the TV show, uh, he was showing me his uh, Slash's uh, snake pit uh, tattoo on his shoulder. He uh, pulled his shirt up with a lit cigarette in his mouth. The uh, cigarette oh. landed in his open motorcycle boot and oh. caught a sock on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't have much reaction to this. Uh, uh, slash, uh, your shoe's on fire. fire. Yeah, that's cool. He's looking for a new oh, cigarette. Wow. Uh, slash, uh, uh, can we get grip out here? The fire extinguisher. Slash is on fire again. <laughs> I'm surprised the guy doesn't catch on fire more often with no. his laxed attitude about it. <laughs> you, you, make, you got that hair, you got the booze, and you got the chain smoking. It's a very dangerous <laughs> and potent combination. <laughs> Billy. Hi, Adam and Dr. John and band. How you doing? Motley Crew is the name of the band. How you guys doing? Good. Before I uh, ask Adam his advice, uh, Motley Crew, I just want to say you guys are terrific. And uh, my good friend Brandon is listening now, and he's, like, totally obsessed with you guys. He's, you're his favorite. You're all his mentors. And Tommy Lee, you know, 
you're like the best drummer in the world because he's a drummer too, and he's met you several times, and he's like totally obsessed with you. And he's oh, got cool. his own song on the album too. Oh, his name is Brandon. His middle name is Lee, and it's he thinks there's like a mental connection there. I mean, you are to him what Adam Carolla is to me. Wow, he's totally <laughs> obsessed. All right, security, <laughs> security. <yeah. laughs> well, anyways, Adam, that's awesome. Thanks. Adam, I got. I need some advice from you. Yeah. I'm dating a lady who's a topless dancer, and she has children. And I'm not very good with children. I don't uh, know how to act. She doesn't nurse right up there on stage, does she? Uh, oh, no, no. Right. Just, uh, just act like just act like a two-year-old. You fit right in. Well, I just barely came to grips with her dancing for other men, and I really care about her. But I'm not good, you know, especially around infants, you know, and toddlers. So, uh -huh. what advice do you have for me to, you know, stick with it and try to get along in this relationship? Uh, uh, she has two kids? Yeah. And um, how old are they? One's one, and one's yeah. about three and a half. Uh, kids are a piece of cake, man. All you got to do is just go with it. Just, you know, just get down in the dirt with them and, and uh, do their thing. And you'll uh, actually, you'll find yourself uh, probably madly in love with the whole situation. I've got a few flaws that I'm trying to, you know, get along with. The children are just the icing on the cake. All right, well, don't don't spaz out in front of the kids. <laughs> I mean, that's an important thing. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing worse than a three-year-old seeing, like, uh, uh, Uncle Bill lose it in, in, in front of him. And her other problem is, is that her butthole uh, is the size of a mason jar. Am I right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This guy's an asshole. Uh, thank you, Drew. <laughs> yeah. I got you. No, you didn't, you stinking hermaphrodite. I got you. Oh, Billy, please. I won. Oh, you did not. I win. You may win. You may have won this round, uh, Billy, but let me explain. In the big picture... You live in a uh, no-bedroom apartment with nothing but a hot plate to cook off of. You have a minimum wage job, and you couldn't get laid if um, I duct tape uh, $100 bills to your ass. Hey, I, think I get a lot of women, man. I'm oh, no, you don't. I've seen you. <laughs> I've seen this cat in Tucson. This guy calls like every month and uh, uses the phrase, I have, uh, she had an, an ass the size of a mason jar. So uh, that was uh, that so was gotcha. Billy. Uh, yeah, though I <clears throat> I wish Drew was here because he is the uh, Boguosity meter. He sniffs out all he the uh, out bogus the calls. Yeah, Drew has been doing this show for so long that when he hears a syllable uttered by someone who's not sincere, he immediately uh, starts shaking his head and slides his chair back. So uh, he's uh, very in tune that way. Whereas uh, uh, working with Doctor John is like just working with a slab of granite. He <laughs> no feeling. Yeah, how do you feel? How do you feel about yourself now, bro? Feeling good? Just great. Poke him in the good. arm with a pin. He won't even flinch. <laughs> Eric, you're 24. You're on with Miley Crow. Yeah, uh, I'm been divorced for about a year and a half, and it took me some time to try to like get over it and try to move on and have a relationship. And I'm come to realize that no matter how hard I try, I can't talk to women at all. And I don't know if it's because I've never had the opportunity to because I was with the same girl for so long or what, but, I mean, I just can't approach women. I've never talked to a woman. I'm glad you feel comfortable on the air with us, though. How did you meet your wife if you can't talk to women, your ex-wife? Uh, well, actually, we were friends for a long time, and she pretty much, uh, I guess she was attracted to me the whole time, and eventually she kind of grew on me. And, I mean, pretty much she did. She made the first moves all the way. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about um, meeting girls to pick them up or just to yeah. communicate in general? Well, I, well, 
communicate in general and pick them up. I mean, I go out, I see a lot of beautiful women that I'd like to, you know, get to know, get to meet or whatever. Something about women, you know, certain ones, I can tell if they're, you know, what kind of a personality they've got and things. And I just, I, for some reason, I can't talk to them. I can't even approach them. All right. Uh, Eric. The most frustrating Eric. Thing I can't get my ass part of me. Eric, let me, talk, uh, let me talk to you. Quiet down. Uh, you guys stay out of this because uh, <laughs> you know you're taking advice from band members about how to pick up women. It's not fair. It's like uh, asking uh, Bill Gates how to fill out an application or something. Uh, and a hot dog on a stick. Uh, what the, you know? They're too far removed from this problem. You understand? They're dating the entire cast of Baywatch for Christ's sake. They're not in touch with the everyday man like I am. <laughs> Eric. Yeah. Here's what you need to do. Women don't like uh, to see a guy trying. They don't like it when a guy is uh, got a rap going. They don't like it when uh, they can uh, smell the guy thinking too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't approach women uh, like uh, their used car. You know, don't kick them in the shins and uh, see if you can haggle <laughs> with somebody to get the price down. Just uh, approach them like uh, like another female, or I should say, like another male with a vagina. All right. You know what I'm saying, Eric? Yeah. Don't get yourself all freaked out just because it's a woman. Just go up and talk to them as if they're anybody. And don't go out shopping around for them. Get your life in order. Get, uh, get your stuff happening. Do stuff that turns you on. And you'll find women uh, who are doing their thing, and, and everything will work I mean, out. I've and, spent a lot of time getting my life together and to where I'm really happy with myself and the things I'm doing. And I think I'm ready for a relationship now. Are you over the divorce? Yeah, I think so. How do you know that? Um, I've had a lot a of time to think about it, and I realized that, you know, just things happen. It's done, it's over, she's moved on, I'm, you know, in a better place, and it was just bad timing, that's all it was. All right, so all right. you're 24, Eric. Yeah. You get out there and just uh, take your lumps. I mean, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, and, you know what I'm saying? I mean, guys get turned down all the time. You just go ask someone else out. But don't... Uh, don't treat each time like, uh, you don't live and die with every uh, uh, potential date. You know what I'm okay. saying, Eric? So eventually just keep trying to talk myself into doing it and then do it as much as I can. Right. And, and have like a beer or something and loosen yourself up. Yeah, I think up. he's saying oh, just, yeah, just, kick, <laughs> just kick back and enjoy. Don't get so uptight about it. Right. And right. women love, and, and this is, by the way, why uh, guys in bands get so much trim, because it is trim. the ultimate... Well, I didn't, I didn't want to say the P word there. It is the ultimate in guys doing what they want to do. Women love to see guys doing their thing. That's why women are attracted to guys in bands. Uh, that's why they're attracted to uh, stand-up comedians. They love to see a guy out there. That's right. That's, you see all the, you, you see my entourage? <laughs> Producer Ann vomiting over there in the corner. That, that is my entourage. Uh, they love to see a guy doing his thing. So instead of going out, finding women, and trying to convince them of what your thing is, just start doing it and let them find you. Or you can go to a, a strip club with a handful of hundreds. Right. Or, or, yeah, yeah. or go to one of those too, Asian yeah. sex stores. Yeah. Right. They'll come right up to you. All right. If nothing happens in the first hour, uh, <laughs> hop a plane to Singapore and start getting it on. John, the, you... uh pen is broken. Okay. We're on to number eight. Oh, righty. Kara. Yeah. You're a 19-year-old from Motley Crue. Uh, yeah, hi. Um, I have this problem. I was going out with this guy for a while, and we broke up mutually. And I was going out with this other guy, and I got pregnant. And now he wants the other, the one I was going with for a while, wants to get back together with me. And I don't know 
had to tell him that I'm pregnant by somebody else. How far along are you? About three months. And uh, you're planning on uh, seeing it through? Yeah. And uh, you're not going to give the child up for adoption? No. And you think this is going to be a deal breaker when the guy finds out? Uh, Yeah. I don't don't know how he'll react. Are you showing? Um, No. Not yet. All right, but you figure as soon as you exhale, something's going to show. I mean, going to pop, yeah. Yeah, so you're going to have to come clean with the guy. Right. Well, I haven't decided to go back with him yet. I really, really want to, but I don't know how to tell him. I don't know how he'll react. Well, why don't you let uh, Tommy and Eric talk to him? Oh, okay. Uh, who's Eric? <laughs> yes, <I'm> Eric. <laughs> I don't even Who know anyone Eric? named Eric. <laughs> Eric was the uh, last caller. Oh, was Eric the last caller? No, it's going to Get him back on the phone then. <laughs> uh, Eric, if you're listening, call up. Why don't you let, uh, why don't you let Motley Crew talk to him? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you will? <laughs> no. You got his number? No, I'm not going. Come on. No way. Come on. No, that's a little scary. Okay. All right. Well, obviously, obviously, you, you, obviously you, you have to say something before he says something, don't you think? Or in time, it's going to reveal itself, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm, I don't know. I want to tell him because I, I love him. We've been together for a while. Well, why'd you break up and have sex with another guy if you loved him so much? Like, it, we broke up. <laughs> See, that, uh, uh, <laughs> little stumper there. Uh, I rest my case, Your Honor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because we were together for like three years, and we—I've been with them since I was fifteen. Uh huh. So like, I was—I don't know. Needed to experiment. We, yeah, need to experiment. All right, see what happens when you goof around that way. Oh, I—I oh, believe me, I know now. Okay. Well, listen. All you can do is be honest, but you better get to him before he gets to you. Right. All right. So uh, put on your best poncho and go over there <laughs> and <laughs> tell him the news. And uh, I would work the immaculate conception angle. I, I really would. I swear to God. I don't know how it happened. I was, I was reading the Bible, and pow, I felt a little tingling down there. Uh, I swear to God, I'm sure the kid comes out wearing sandals. I, I swear to God. All right. Uh, who's uh, Mick? You, you, you have to go and uh, take a nap or something? No. You, you're going to hang out? Go. i got to get up. Uh, do some nice depositions in the morning. So right at the uh, crack of uh, at the crack of, at the crack of dawn. Yeah. Okay, so you will uh, you will be excused unless you want to uh, hang out. I'd say pull an all-nighter and show up drunk at the court tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't right. be wouldn't be the first time, Mick. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> yeah. It has happened. All right, and what you we'll get your hair in a ponytail and tuck it in the back of your suit so the uh, so the uh, judge doesn't no think way. you're I'm a drug gonna, addict. I'm yeah. Just intimidate them. That's all. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, show up, show up with a few bodyguards and do a big uh, rail of coke right in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, we'll be back with uh, what's left of Motley Crew after this. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? And uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for- you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. 
I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Yeah, this is Slash from Guns N' Roses and Snake Pit and etc. And you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Hey, who is this, uh, Engineer Mike? Oh, it's Prodigy. All right, Mick has uh, left the building. We are left with Tommy, Vince, and Nikki. And uh, Nikki is... Uh, Filled the uh, the uh, big chair and big shoes of Mick. All right, yes. uh, phone number for Loveline one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. I'm Adam Carroll. That is uh, Doctor John Motley Cruz here. Generation Swine is the name of the. Uh, put that down, John. <laughs> <laughs> Generation Swine is the name of the uh, CD. It is out. Go get it. They are back. They're going to uh, Japan, and then they'll uh, be planning out the uh, U.S. tour shortly thereafter. And uh, I was told to take line one. Jim. Hello. Hey, you're 28. You're on with Motley Crue. Um, hi, guys. How are you doing? Hey, man. Great. All right. Um, all right. I have a, a bit of a weird problem. I was hoping you could help me. Nothing's too weird around here. Yeah. Um, I've been involved in a relationship with two bisexual women. Um, Cool. For about the past, <laughs> Vince. <laughs> Shit, you're our hero, dude. <laughs> so for far, about so the good. Past, um, five or six years, um, we've been, um, I've been living with both of them for the past three years. Yeah, dude. Um, What's <laughs> a problem, <laughs> dude? Uh, the problem is, um, uh, the carpet needs to be cleaned. Is that, is that the problem? <laughs> no, the problem is, um, I, um, want to try to figure out a way to, to tell my parents this. They're both very, um, oh, dude, who cares if they know? <laughs> um. And the women are, are kind of getting a little upset with me because I've never told um, my parents um, <clears throat> who I'm living with, and they, they've never met my parents. My mother knows that I live with a woman because she calls, but she can't tell the difference of the voice over the phone. Mm-hmm. And um, are, are you having sex with both these women? Yes. Simultaneously? Occasionally. Uh, in the apartment, uh, everyone's living under the same roof? Yes. And uh, are you bringing guys over, too? No. They're not doing that. No. You crazy? He's not going to show. Oh wait a minute! You're not doing that, but <laughs> yeah, they're bisexual. Yeah. Uh, so are they bringing their girlfriends over? Um, no. It's it's just been the three of us. Why don't you get some of their girlfriends to come? I mean, not that you should push it at this point. <laughs> you just need to be greedy. Yeah. I guess you're right. I, so, that's my problem. I still don't get your problem here. Yeah. You want to get your mom sexually involved here? Is that no, the problem? It's just um, I don't know. I'm kind of tired of all the sneaking around. I'm tired. Um, the guilt. Well, not so much the guilt, but it's just. I don't well, let me ask. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Coming from Motley Crue, is uh, it sounds to me like maybe you're really serious about both these girls. Is that what's happening? Is yes, that why you I want to put everything above board? Um, it's. I mean, I are, are you just are you just a, having a blast? No, I would <laughs> say it, it's it's a a marriage in all but the legal sense. Yeah, gotcha. Um, well, you could move to. Uh, but, I mean, where, where do you where can you go to have? Yeah. Well, certainly. He'd be the ambassador, the honorary mayor of uh, Utah. 
Where are you calling from, Jim? Um, the Bay Area, Palo Alto. Oh, all right. Hey, man. I mean, does it does it matter? I mean, do you have to tell your parents that they're bisexual? I mean, uh, I mean, well, does it does their sexual preferences? Um, is it really their business? You know, I mean, it's, hey, it's, this is my girlfriend. She's bisexual. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I, it's I don't know. Like it's it's. Um, yeah, I don't I call don't, my dad and go, "Hey, I just jacked off." <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is great. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't need to involve your parents in what's going on uh, with you sexually. Well, that's, it's not that's that it's, an I'd like to, you know, get together for the holidays. I haven't um, been together with the holidays with my parents in the last, oh, three, four years. Yeah, but um, the three of you aren't going to be making out in the living room under the Christmas tree no, but either. Vince has um, got a point, man. You, you, you go over there with, with your girlfriends, and, and you, have, you have your family relationship, and you have your relationship you do at, at your apartment or your house or wherever it is you guys do your thing, and... Uh, it's like you guys go to the movies. You don't like start getting it on in the movies. Just, no, it's just a relationship you're having with these two women, you know. And but the, the problem is, my parents are, are very. Um, can, I mean, she, my mother had enough of a problem when she found out I was when she thinks I'm living with one woman. Right. Um, right. All right. This is going to send her to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing uh, Dad may be pissed, Mom may be pissed, but Big Brother's going to give you a big high five. Yeah. I still think people out there asking Vince's question, what, what's your real problem? <laughs> well, if, if, um, well you Jim, it I, sounds like you're trying to make this legitimate, like a legitimate relationship. Well, it, it is. And it's like you can't come out with this. You're in love with two women mm -hmm. who are bisexual. And you hesitate to be honest about it. You can't talk with anybody about it. Well, um... Right? That's a problem, yes. All right, well... So you want to talk to your parents about it and get, <clears throat> what, their approval? Um, I don't know about approval. Um, just acceptance, maybe. Um, I don't necessarily ask them to approve of it. Well, look, there's nothing we're going to say here that are going to change your parents' mind. If it's plaguing you, you tell them. If, uh, if parents have a way of getting over stuff... Yeah, I mean, I approve. Yeah, uh, to me this is uh, to me this is like a guy. Anything. This is like a guy calling up, going, "I don't know, uh, I got a big problem, uh, dilemma. I don't know whether to take the uh, Ferrari or the Lamborghini uh, tonight." You know, it's like you're breaking my heart. If, if, if it's plaguing you, tell the folks. And we've had many callers, for instance, uh, who say they have the same situation. Very conservative parents. They're gay. Uh, they told them, you know, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. They parents get over stuff. How old are you? Uh, he's 28. I just got Dude, rid of him. Dude, at 28, him. they've gone through so much BS with you. Right. Chances are. Yeah, let them let them go. They're, 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 they're going to deal. Yeah. They're going to deal. One more ain't going to hurt. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dad will be happy. Mom may have a minor stroke, but she will eventually get over it. Christina. Hi. Hey, you're 21. You're on with Motley Crue. Hi. Um, I'm just calling. I've been in a relationship for two years with uh, my girlfriend and I. And we we lived together, and for the after the first year we moved in together. Um, just I say a month ago, our sex life has gotten pretty aggressive on her part. Mm -hmm. What does that include? Um, physically, you know, hurting me, as far as you know, not being kinky or anything, but to the point where you know she's giving me bruises and gagging me and. With her mouth, you know, and usually she's a submissive one. And uh -huh. she told me that she was raped when she was younger. Uh huh. Right. And, you know, it's getting kind of hard. You know, I mean, I, I'm in love with this woman, you know. I mean, I, I want to marry her, you know. So, and I, and I, I let her know that I wasn't going to have sex with her anymore because not only is it going to hurt 
her more than it will hurt me. Emotionally, I think it would hurt her more. Right. You know, and, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, should we go? I mean, I, I even threw out some suggestions, you know, let's go through counseling or get her some help or, you know, because it's becoming to the point where, you know, she's a very sexual person. But me stopping the sex is to her is just not good. Right. Is know? that, Christina, is that the only option you feel to stop being sexual with her? No. Because, because it sounds like she's too aggressive. Well, and can you talk to her about, about being less aggressive? Well, yeah, I've, I've talked with her before. You right. know, but, but I, she just, I just barely found out that, you know, she was raped. She never told me this. Yeah. And for the whole year, our, our sex life was, was healthy. It wasn't like this. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there was no, you know, physical abuse as far as, I mean, when it went too far. Do you think something yeah. triggered this? I mean, it, did anything happen recently that uh, is any different than, than it was before? Um, I don't know. She just came back from um, going on vacation with her parents to see some family members. Uh-huh. That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> was she raped by a family member? No. It no. was actually um, by a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. When she was younger, she okay, was about thirteen or so. Yeah, but still, uh, uh, you know, a, a long week with the folks uh, up at uh, <laughs> Yellowstone can turn anybody into a maniacal rapist. Well, I mean, I mean you know, she cries about this to me. You know, this is this is this is really, you know, really becoming a problem. Right. You know, uh, to the point where I'm oh. stopping the sex and she's you know, making it hard for other things. You know, we live together. All right, Christine, she's obviously going to have to get some counseling for well, this. There's, there's no. Like this, like almost like a, a rage, you know, to yeah. the point where, you know, and we're both petite, and it's it's kind of hard for me to hold her down because all of a sudden she just gets this, you know, adrenaline coming out of nowhere. I, I know this all is right. sick, but I'm getting aroused. Uh, <laughs> these two petite women uh, going at it on the sofa. Huh. I know that's not uh, that's not politically correct, but I, I can't uh, help it. It's the way I feel. Well, all right, you you need to talk about it before uh, she you know takes a knife to you or something. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, but I mean, I I don't want to get hurt, but I don't want her to be hurt any more than she has to. That's why I'm not touching her. I'm not. I mean, I'm showing her emotion and. Right, but listen, anybody who's been through this uh, trauma, uh, known as rape, needs to get counseling. Right. And whether you're lesbian, whether you're in a heterosexual relationship, whatever kind of relationship you're in, if you got raped at some point in your life and you never really came to terms with it, you're going to start acting right. out. And that's what she's begun doing. So she needs to get into some counseling, and you perhaps uh, could uh, share that with her. Well, the thing is that point. she's had counseling before when she was younger. Okay, well, it's, it's time, for, uh, it's for time for a refresher. Yeah. I mean, she's got to get back into it, obviously. Yeah, because I mean, I don't, I don't want to jeopardize. I mean, our relationship is great, other than you know. Okay, well, yeah. I, I wouldn't say you have to cut her off sexually. Just sort of set the boundaries, and um, you know, get the therapist talk, involved. Talk about it. I'm sorry. Talk, talk about talk it with about her. It with her. About it. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the topic of the day, pretty much. But um, you know, I'm just, I'm just worried. I'm just really worried for her. All right. Well, get her into some counseling. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Uh, do they have a lesbian couples therapy? <clears throat> sure. I bet it's Definitely. it's bigger in uh, California yeah. than it is in uh, like <laughs> Idaho. Why doesn't she call in like some big burly girlfriend of hers and have her get aggressive with these this aggressive one and see how she likes it? Oh, that'll cure. Huh? <laughs> yeah, they'll all be calling here. Uh, meet, uh, I want you to meet Hildegard. Hildegard. <laughs> Don't ever call her Hildy.
<laughs> she got to be back in prison at uh, seven. Yeah, she, uh, she's on a uh, <laughs> you know, sex abuse furlough. <laughs> she has to be back when the streetlights come on. There's a group of guys here that should not be giving advice. You know what's funny? It's like, it, it, you know, what? I can't believe that, I, you know, I guess people you know, are going to call. They're going to call, but... You know, I don't know if I would call if Motley Crue was on the other line. Yeah. Yeah. Going to yeah. give I mean, me advice. Like, it's like I've been waiting for weeks to, like, I've gotten the, the, the you know, the courage to call the radio program and, and oh yeah, spill my guts out. Yeah. And it's Motley Crue going, yeah, well, what's it? What's I don't yeah. get it. That's like, right. you know, <laughs> it's kind of like getting advice from Keith Richards or something. You know, it's just. Because every time you go, hey, Motley Crue's here, it, nobody says, ah, oh, hey, how you doing? They go, Oh, okay. My problem is uh, I got it. <laughs> it's like yeah, you've been you've been mustering up the uh, courage to go to yeah. church for a year. You show up and uh, Satan's up there in the pulpit. <laughs> it's like I hope they don't say anything. <laughs> hope they don't make fun of me. All right, we are going to hear uh, the song "Beauty," another song off of Generation Swine, yeah. and uh, we will. Uh, there's a story behind this song. We will hear the story and the song after this. This is Nikki Six from Motley Crue. And this is Donna Yerito from Baywatch. And you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Ooh. Uh, still a, a Loveline classic. I, I know uh, Donna uh, checked me uh, like a Grant Fuhr uh, in the hallway there. She, um, she's got That's pointy elbows, this woman. Yes, she does. I'd like to take some duct tape and put some foam rubber on those things, uh, because if things ever got wild sexually, you could take an eye out. Mm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, though, goes down in the uh, annals of Loveline history. It was uh, one of the funnest shows uh, fun. we've had. All right, uh, Motley Cruz here. We're going to hear uh, something off Generation Swine, uh, something else off of Generation Swine, which is uh, currently out. Uh, Mike, is that queued up? Oh, do we want to uh, talk about what this one's about? <laughs> you hear that, uh, Mike? You have any feelings on the song? Or? Didn't it just play a second I ago? It just played. Yeah. What are you talking about? Didn't, didn't As it went to did, commercial, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, because when we all left the room, oh, I see. Uh, we heard uh, the beginning yeah. of the song, and uh, now we're going to hear the end of the song. Right. The song is uh, is, <laughs> is about Divine Brown and Hugh Grant, and uh, it's basically. Basically, it and their sexual problems. Their sexual problems. <laughs> it's, called, it's a love line classic, and it's called Beauty. of Generation Swine from Motley Crue, who are back in full force and on Loveline. Pornography. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual advice from a song. 
getting ready to uh, go out to Japan and then uh, back stateside to uh, start the tour. How long uh, is the tour going to last, or do you know? Oh, they usually last for about a year or so. Is this something that uh, everyone's looking forward to, or is, uh, is it time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I can imagine it's something that becomes a pretty heavy grind when you're doing it. Uh, I mean, when they're going one into the next, one into the next, one into the next. But it's been a little while. Yeah. I think it's about time. Yeah, the grass is always greener when you're when you're out there for a year. You're like, this bites. I want to go home. And then when you're home too long, you want to be out there. So right, we're just never happy. All right, but you, uh, <laughs> let, let me explain what home That's is right. for you. It's, uh, it's a ranch with uh, Pamela Lee. Uh, you understand? Yeah, of course. Uh, other people have like a, a one bedroom in Van Nuys with a, <laughs> with a Vega parked out, uh, just getting towed. <laughs> All right. Yes, I'd want to go home too. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'll, I could just go over there while you're on tour. Just kind of phone. Okay. <laughs> Jamie. What's up? Hey, you're 30. You're on with Motley Crew. Uh, I got a question for you, Adam, and then one for Tommy. All right. Uh, we just wanted to know if Dr. John drank Mountain Dew. <laughs> is, is that a goof call? Listen, I can't talk anymore about Mountain Dew because I got uh, yelled at by the uh, oh, that's right. I forgot about GM that. of the station well, when we were on a plane the to D.C. What I was trying to make is we missed Dr. Drew. No offense, Dr. John. but And uh, the question for Tommy was uh, a friend of mine claims he used to golf with Tommy quite a bit. Uh, he worked at a hotel in L.A. His name is Todd. Uh, clear that up with Tommy. I don't know anybody named Todd. Really? Do you golf? Yeah, no. You don't even golf. No. <laughs> so he was BSing. I, I mean, I I I did occasionally a long time ago, but I haven't golfed in a long time. Okay. Yeah, Maybe I got, you ought I got, to pick it up. I got tired of chasing that stupid ball. <laughs> yeah, you sure uh, Todd's not talking about Tommy <laughs> Tune? Maybe it was. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm confused. All right, go. This is Rockline, right? Yes. <laughs> you idiot. Rockline. Listen, this guy's an asshole. Thank you, Drew. Here's what I'd like you to do, Jamie. Hey, come on. I'd like you Adam. to kick kick your friend in the nuts and then take the boot and turn it on your own genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. Hey, you know what I want to hear? Actually, I think you guys would appreciate. Uh, we usually play it on nights. Drew is out. I'm not sure if we uh, remembered to play it last night or maybe it was the night before. But uh, I want to hear the Dr. Drew boogie. This is uh, all the out-of-context Drew drops. Now, uh, Drew's a pretty reserved cat. He doesn't say too much he regrets. But once in a while, he reads some email or answers a call. And uh, I tell Engineer Mike to isolate that. Engineer Mike then cuts it into a montage. Of course. And it's, uh, it's, it's pretty indicting stuff. Good I love likes me Good a lot, fun. but sometimes I'm scared because he is very active. He gives me oral sex. I just give him a hand. <laughs> <laughs> right, give, us the, uh, give us the boogie. She drinks until she barely has her senses about her, and then she can relax enough to have sex with me. Dr. Drew is right. Ow! Get down, get down. Asshole. Get down, get down. Get down, get down. You're fat. Get down, get down. I find you, have sex with me. You get hurt, have sex with me. Faggot better, have sex with me. I want to have sex with me. I was bored, so I had my tongue pierced. I was bored, so I put a spear through my penis. I tried to be straight, or I thought I should be straight, and I was confused. Loser. You know, 
pee on this. Makes me sick. It hurts when I urinate. Makes me sick. Anal sex. Makes me sick. This guy's penis makes me sick. I've had anal sex. Gee, it hurts. I've got these lesions. Gee, it hurts. Still a burden. Gee, it hurts. It's called intimacy. Can I say that? Ow! You're fat. Gay. Ow! Confused. Sick. Born. Still a virgin. Dysfunctional. Can I say that? No, the uh, the ow, Tommy, is, uh, I believe that, that's Carrot Top doing the ow, right? Is it? That's amazing. Yeah. Sounded like you, though, bro. No. No. Do not ever confuse me with the top. Okay. <laughs> that that is, is Carrot Top. Yes, indeed. Mine is a lower nasally groan. I go, uh, <laughs> Which doesn't oh. work on montages. <laughs> All right, Dr. Drew That's is gone, great. but his uh, spirit lives on through the Dr. Yeah. Drew boogie. Crystal. Yeah? 14. Um, yeah. Uh, I, like, can't feel comfortable going out with the guy because I don't know if he really likes me for me or just my chest. Mm-hmm. What's, um, what's up with your chest? Well, it's kind of, like, a little big for my size. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's the rest of the size of you like? Um, well, I'm five six. I wear size seven, and I have a thirty six C chest. Mm-hmm. We're all guys. We need a weight here. We don't know what size seven is. Um, I weigh about one hundred and twenty five. Uh huh. See, here's uh, this is the problem that uh, this really plagues me on this show because uh, this, the girl is fourteen. Uh, she's talking about uh, being skinny as a reed with um, a tremendous um, rack on top. Rack, rack, <laughs> rack being the word. And uh, it, it really um, speaks to a side of me that I'm not proud of. But, uh, again, I keep thinking about the age, so uh, we'll all be appropriate here. Here's my take on the uh, large bust problem. We get this. Uh, we do get a lot of callers uh, about this. Society frowns pretty heavily on guys that are into the big bus, uh, like myself. <laughs> and to me, it is no different. It is a physical attribute that men find attractive. And a man finds a, a tight rear end attractive. A man finds a beautiful set of legs attractive. A man finds a beautiful smile and beautiful blue eyes attractive. This is a physical attribute that guys like. Yet, if a guy says, I like her because she has huge jugs, he's a pariah. If he says, I like her because she has a beautiful face... Then he's a great guy. Then Yeah, then yeah, he's just lucky, right? right? Yeah. To me, it is just a physical reason why the guy's attracted to you. But at age 14, that's about all you got anyway. I don't mean your breasts. I just mean guys are into women. You know, they, yeah. they don't want to sit down and discuss Nietzsche uh, <laughs> with a, a fellow ninth grader. They're looking for the cutest one they can land. So... I, I don't know. I don't look at it as totally insincere when a guy is attracted to a woman because she has beautiful breasts. Yeah. I'm a 14-year-old guy. Yeah. Right. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, take this as a huge insult. Just yeah. like if I had a beautiful, uh, if I was a woman, it had to be, oh, my, my ass has so much hair on it, I can barely even say this. But <laughs> if I had a beautiful rear end and a beautiful set of legs, I wouldn't be offended uh, as a 14-year-old, if guys were attracted to me for that. Now, obviously, they can't just pull your sweater up over the back of their head and go out on a date like uh, some sort of uh, 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 retarded camel or something. <laughs> I mean, they have to, they do speak to you. Don't, don't they, Crystal? Yeah, but sometimes I feel kind of used because, like, there's this guy named Steven. 
mm-hmm. and he like scammed with me mm-hmm. and like the next day he was just like ignoring me and I asked him what's up and he was just like well I only wanted you for that okay well he's an a-hole yeah. And he's ruining ruining it for the rest of the breast lovers out there. I should put a bounty on this guy. Uh, but listen, th- this happens anyway, whether it's a big breast or not. There are plenty of guys that get together with plenty of girls uh, in high school or junior high, scam a little, and don't call the next day. Yeah. All right, so here's the deal, Crystal. There's nothing you're going to do about it right now anyway, right? Yeah. All right, so don't focus on it. Well, they may like you for your breasts, but they're yours. <laughs> yeah. All right. I say, I, I don't care if a woman if a woman likes me for whatever reason. Uh, fine, good enough. I mean, this is why guys, uh, you you guys get in a band <laughs> to get chicks. I got in a radio um, so I could watch guys uh, in bands getting chicks. <laughs> I mean, we we all have our reasons why we do what we do, and it's uh, you know, I mean, let's face it, you guys wouldn't be. I mean, there's nothing wrong with you physically, but uh, you know, if you're uh, working. You know, driving oh, a forklift comes, uh, over at some uh, Home Depot, you would not be getting the Baywatch uh, trip. Oh, I mean, dude, let's that's face not it. true. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Listen, I'm complimenting <laughs> you on your musical achievements. For <laughs> 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 All right, I'm going to go uh, apologize to Donna in the next room, and uh, we'll be Good back luck. to uh, uh, <laughs> wrap up and wrap down with Motley Crue. Hello. Hi. We are fish. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.